Welcome to the West of North London podcast where our foot has slipped off the gas pedal. I'm Caleb. And I'm Tim. And with us we got Alex, who's back with us after his his grand tour of of the uh UK and it's gonna fill us in on how that went. How are you doing, Alex? Good, still kind of mentally over there, you know. <laughs> Wish I was still there. Yeah, you came back and and things um you know, maybe maybe you being there is what started us on this path. No, I don't. Yeah, maybe, maybe I should, maybe I should go back before next Wednesday. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I could handle that game live. I, uh, I, I know that'd be a lot. Oh, I don't even like think about watching it on TV. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get to it. Um, yeah, so we've got drinks in hand. I'm sure you guys have lots of interesting things. I'll start with uh, Tim. What do you got? Well, I've got a, usually I like to go a little bit more local than this, but I've got a, a brewery from Portland, Oregon, Steeplejack Brewing Company. And I figured because we were talking about a trip to England, I, I'd pick it up because it's a, a dark mild, which is a traditional English style that you don't see a lot around here. Uh, comes in at, I should have looked at this. Ooh, it comes in at a, a percentage that uh, Caleb would hate, 3.8%. <laughs> That's water. <laughs> <laughs> but uh here let me uh i have a glass for it but i'll just take a sip out of the can first it's a it's a can conditioned which is always fun so yeah it's still living and is fantastic this is amazing this is everything i want out of a beer uh, like multi without being multi if that makes sense like it's a as the name would suggest, very mild and easy drinking. I I could have this. I I almost prefer this to a, a pilsner. Just a very yeah light, wonderful, drinkable beer. I don't think I've had anything from Steeplejack before. Yeah, they were uh, they did a uh, pop up over here in Bellingham at a uh, Ponderosa, and uh, so they had a bunch of their cans there. And uh, my coworker Clay picked up a, a couple. So I, I yoinked one from him for the uh, the show. Nice. Well, Alex, why don't you follow that up? What do you got this week? Well, I was at work all day, so I just took a beer from work. So it's <laughs> a uh, it's the Reefer IPA that we make for Chucks down in Seattle for their uh, like their 420 kind of release. Oh, sweet! Uh, it's just like a really dank, hoppy IPA. I guess what everybody wants to drink on 420. I don't know. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it must be so horrible to have to uh, drink structures beer all the time. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm not complaining. This is definitely one of the more like kind of, I mean, they made this one like kind of a West Coast. I think this year, mm -hmm. I think last year was a little different. Um, last year was like maybe a little hazy and kind of intense, but now they've like kind of West Coastified it. It's pretty good. I mean, I like it a lot more than last year. Yeah, so like a little bit more piney. Yeah, like a little bit bitter and like the aftertaste too, but not like maybe a little like watered down compared to like some of the juicier, hazier kind of stuff mm -hmm. they make. So, But that's not a bad thing compared to that yeah. kind of stuff. <laughs> Structures then, tends to go on the very uh, large side of the IP spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> that they do. And then the 420 release tomorrow is all smoothie beers just to really mess with people's heads. <laughs> is it really? Wow. Yeah. Wow. We always talk yeah, about those, but I've never tried one. 
I was at the uh, new structures uh, the other day with my lovely partner and she ordered one of those smoothie beers and it was, it was, you know, it was delicious. Like I don't, it's going to sound snobby of me to say, I guess I don't really consider it a beer, but if I, if I like take my mind around it, not being a beer, I'm, I'm, it's a wonderful beverage. Yeah. It's they're strange. Yeah. Well, I don't have anything that exciting. I'm really, I'm, I'm dipping into the reserves just for my, (laughs) it sounds awful. My usual Kirkland brand session IPA. You know, because Costco. What is it? It's my, you know, it's Costco. Oh. <laughs> it's, my, it's my Costco session IPA. Um, yeah, I didn't get a chance to go to the store this week, but I did have somebody bring over a Pliny the Elder over the weekend. Oh, nice. And I hadn't had one in a while, and I was reminded how how much I kind of miss this the a, a really good IPA that isn't trying to be anything too fancy. Everybody, I think most people like that one, but I feel like it's refreshing when I've had so many things that are trying to be things other than IPAs, basically. Yeah, I mean, I think I've 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 heard of the Pliny the Elder. I, I'm sure I think people do like it, but uh... it's it's pretty pretty popular from those who can get a hold of it. It used to be very difficult. Now they actually have some distribution, I guess, so you can yeah, actually get back it up in here. Seattle. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was at a uh, brewery in San Diego a few months back, and they were just selling Planning to the Elder. Like, it was like I think I bought like three bottles, each of them for five dollars each. Which I was like, yeah. I could just go and flip that, like bring them up to Seattle and sell them. Yeah, for yeah, I, I don't know how easy it is to get, but it is it is around. So, yeah, you can find them at bottle shops in Seattle. So when I go deliver for work, they're in the same places, um, like your Chucks and your bottle works the big ones and stuff like that but it's a really drinkable double ipa a dangerously really drinkable one <laughs> yeah i i forget it's a double because it's that it's yeah, pretty smooth exactly um yeah but i wish i had that instead of my stupid kirkland one well you you got to talk about it so it kind of counts yeah right? that counts <laughs> be much better than if i had that in my mouth rather than just talking about it though all right how is the cool how is the quality of your uh, Kirkland session IPA? Is it? A- it's fine. I mean, <laughs> it's 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 middle of the road. Like I've had way worse mm-hmm. and uh, way better. So it's over three point eight percent. It's a it's a four point nine session IPA. Oh, okay. Citra Citra hop. So you, uh-huh. know, it, 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 you get what you pay for. It's 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 about the quantity <laughs> over the quality. I would say. But I can't. I can't ever yeah. seem to get rid of it. There's always like two or three hiding in the back of my fridge, and it's like I pull them out, and then they magically reappear again. <laughs> Maybe they're multiplying in the back. I, I think so. All right. Well, now that we've got past the beers, Tim, what do you got for your Tim Pip? Uh, well, seeing as we're uh, coming up and playing Southampton, and among Southampton's uh, famous things that it's known for is that uh, the Titanic was uh, sailed from there, built there. I forget. I, I'm trying to remember that. I should have done more research on this. Uh, and uh, But it's associated with the Titanic. So I was just wondering, which Arsenal player would you want to be with you when the Titanic is sinking? Like to to to, to escape from the Titanic or maybe just have a, a, a good, nice conversation with as the world's ending? Which Arsenal player would you have with you as the Titanic is sinking? Oh, man. 
who who floats really well? Because I, I <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a floater myself. I tend to sink. Um, so you you use this player as like the the door in the movie type of thing? Absolutely. <laughs> Only one of us can survive. <laughs> uh, you know, Jaka seems very buoyant. He's kind of. <laughs> But he he also might shout his way onto a lifeboat, so maybe you just kind of let him lead the way. Yeah, all right. So he kind of performs double duty. Then you're using him as a life raft and like a whistle, I guess, a, a way to get the lifeboat's attention. Yeah, I mean, if you can, if if he can get his get onto lifeboat before it ever sinks, I'm thinking, you know, mm, mm. you've got him kind of pushing through the crowd, getting yeah. dragging me along. I mean, I think as far as a uh, buoyancy device, my, my problem is I think he would fight very hard <laughs> if he tried to climb on them. I think it would be very difficult to use them as a, uh, a flotation device. That may be true. I think I would go down between the two of us. And I think also he would be the type of person that would kill both of you just so that you didn't survive. <laughs> just an instant <laughs> revenge kill. Yeah. Yeah, he'd probably... if, if Yeah, he he would definitely be... Uh, a tough one to sink in in one way or the other. It's it's going to be him probably. It's going to be him surviving. Right. <laughs> I mean, I feel like El Nenny is like a good companion to have if you're both going down with the ship. He's a nice, friendly guy. He's gonna yeah. He's a team player. He'll like <laughs> try to keep you alive no matter what. I'm, yeah. I also thought about the worst person to be with. It was like Ozil would like you know. <laughs> like Lion King Mufasa used like sorry like let your hands <laughs> he'd be like the Billy Zane character in the, uh, the whole thing yeah exactly <laughs> yeah I, I was thinking Odegaard because he's calm and collected and has that like a quiet authority that I think would get you through chaos situations mm-hmm. and also being from Norway is used to cold water <laughs> and yeah could survive that that with you well I can see that <laughs> I it, it is this Titanic thing. Are you saying that the ship is sinking? Is this some I metaphor? Say, for I don't like the metaphor. <laughs> I didn't even think of the metaphor. So I was thinking of what I could think about. It. I was actually trying to distract from the metaphor to talk about the Southampton game, but uh, yeah, maybe it's I apparently uh, it's my it's my mind that's going there. No, nah. <laughs> I think all of us are quietly thinking that part. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Sorry for saying that out loud. Um, that's all right. I mean, that's kind of what the show's about. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's rewind time a little bit before we we get talk too much about the present. Let's let's talk about the past a little bit because uh over the last few weeks Alex was over in in the UK seeing Arsenal in person. And yeah. uh so tell tell us a bit about that trip because you you got got to see a couple interesting games. Yeah, I went to three in total, two Arsenal games, but uh some three days in London. So I got to be there for the Leeds game and it was like the last great game we got to watch. So <laughs> a good, a good, uh, four, one win. And the atmosphere is amazing. I don't know how many different songs we're saying in the stadium that mm-hmm. day, but started by going to the Tollington, which is a really big Arsenal pub right before that. And watching the Liverpool man city game with my, and I, this whole trip I'm with my cousin who's a Liverpool fan. Which made the Anfield game that much more uh, <laughs> that much more fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
So we're all watching Liverpool, Man City, watching Liverpool blow it against City right before our match. And then, <laughs> uh, yeah, go in and a tear or two might have been shed <laughs> on yeah. the walk up. And <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we were like, we're pretty far up there, but this, I mean, you can see everything. And it's kind of amazing how fast time moves when you're in there. Mm-hmm. It's like all of a sudden it's over and you're like, oh shit, I feel like I, mi- I feel like I somehow missed part of it. Um, but it was a great game to watch. Oh, for sure. That's uh, that, w- that would be the dream game to watch. I mean, my, my question is like, what is it like going to the Emirates as someone who has not made it, made it over? Like, how do you get to the stadium? How do you get into the stadium? Is it crowded? Obviously it is, but uh, like what, what what's kind of like the getting to the game type of thing going? Well, it definitely seems like everyone goes to a pub beforehand because <laughs> <laughs> there's that kind of, you know, just rush, uh, or not rush, but there's a, it's mainly just like a giant crowd all moving at once. And there's like some tunnels, like the Ashburton army will sing in and like light off flares in on the way in. And, uh, it's hectic, but it's like that fun kind of hectic. Like, you know, there's uh anticipation, like excitement. And, uh, you're grabbing like a program on the way in and, and there's all those new cool banners on the outside of the, uh, the Emirates now. So we were kind of wandering around checking those out. You know, get in there early enough. Get, we got in like an hour or so early just to kind of like grab a pint because you, you know, it's weird. You can't take beer to your seat like you can in the U.S. Got to drink it on the. But concourse. they do serve alcohol in the stadium. It's just like you have to drink it in the concourse, yep. and then. And you can get liquor too, which I was like, that seems dangerous to liquor up a bunch of. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> football fans over here, but uh, and like everyone around us was great. It was uh, my cousin's friend had season tickets that he shares with his sister that lives there. So uh, everyone around us was really nice. And, I mean, you know, when they, you know, skulls start going and you're just hugging everybody around you. And <laughs> uh, it was, it was a bit of a blur when I think about it. Like it's, it was an amazing experience. You know, and it's a, Arsenal fans sometimes get a, a tag is not a, not the loudest fans of the league. Yeah. Yeah, so it was it was loud, raucous. There's singing and and all that going on. Yeah, the "Ale Ale Ale" song was going on. You know, uh, all the other classics. Um, I trying to remember who even scored that day. It was Gosh. a while ago. Um, yeah, it feels like months ago. Yeah, <laughs> it feels like so long ago now. But yeah, I mean, it was a great game. Um, and then on the way out, we saw Robbie filming AFTV outside which is hilarious i was so we kind of just like stood on the out the fringes of that and just kind of checked it out like, laughing about it a little bit were they uh mad arsenal fans at that point or uh, i mean after winning 4-1 no and um and then yeah. the, the you know the the way we'd been playing nobody was really in a bad mood that day yeah i can only imagine yeah. did you try and get onto arsenal <laughs> i TV? thought about it <laughs> 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 it's like no i'm I'm a few pints deep. I don't need to go in the, up there and make a fool of myself. <laughs> yeah, it was funny though. And then, uh, so yeah, we then we proceeded to drink too much and then jump on a train up to Scotland, which was a rough train ride. And then, uh, <laughs> was that the same day or the, the day next, next morning? Day? Oh, so geez. that was rough. And then, uh, so the old firm Derby Celtic Rangers was like, we were, while we were up in Scotland and we were really trying to go get tickets to that but they were like 800 dollars mm-hmm. a piece 
Oh, Jesus. Yeah. And uh, also, they weren't allowing Rangers fans. Not that I'm a Rangers fan, but it was just kind of fine. Yeah. They just don't allow away fans. And then, uh, so we don't go to that because it's too expensive. And we go down to Liverpool eventually for the Anfield game, which, and I'm sitting in the Liverpool section and Anfield's, and we went to some like Liverpool pubs uh, or fan pubs before the game. And I'm just wearing all black, trying to, you know, act <laughs> like I'm a Liverpool fan. <laughs> at least yeah. like enough to get by and uh yeah they're not trying to make it obvious i'm an arsenal fan anyway and then uh <laughs> so yeah do that whole thing basically the same thing we did for the arsenal game jump around some pubs and then uh get to our seats and we're looking like right down on top of the arsenal fans I'm like, oh this is great i can like see see the people i connect with down here and then uh <laughs> and that game we start off great you know Get a get a two nil lead early, and I'm just kind of in my seat, grabbing my cousin's knee, just like <laughs> like trying not to have an, a real reaction. But and then uh, then of course we like go go down, or they get one right before halftime, and it's like that's not good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's really not good. And then like and uh, that was when like it was I was really quiet. Like Anfield was extremely quiet for the first thirty minutes. Oh really? Yeah. Uh, well, also being around for "You'll Never Walk Alone" was pretty intense. Um, yeah. And then there was like a moment of silence for the Highbury victims because that was the anniversary, I think. Mm. Um, which was one of the most silent moments of silence I've been around, or minutes of silence. Yeah, there's no idiot that was uh, screaming in the middle of no, it. I don't think anyone even sneezed. It was oh, pretty wow. quiet. And then, uh, so yeah. Halftime, we're down 2-1. I'm just like, that's not good. I don't want to be up by one at Anfield. And then, <laughs> yeah. So, and then we just like, come out halftime and it's more of the same. Like, it, we just don't look like the same team we were in the first 30 minutes. And they get that equalizer right at the death and I just slump in my chair while everyone else around me jumps up in their seats. I was just <laughs> like, God, no. And of course, my cousin's like, stand up, like, don't be that with <laughs> the guy. Yeah. Like, don't get beat yeah. up. I was like, oh, fine. And I mean, <laughs> yeah. at, at the end of the day, it was a fair result because they could have definitely beat us that game. It was close. Yeah. Do you think any of your uh, people that were uh, sitting around you could suss out? That yeah, they a, probably uh, knew. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to be not like really obvious, but this one kid off the side goes, like, kind of mouthed at me. He's like, you Arsenal fan? I was just like, shh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like but i mean no one really cared i yeah. mean they know they're you in were, a different spot and it's not like we're both going for the title otherwise it would be a little more intense but yeah so you're you were in the liverpool like obviously the, the stadium but were you in a more like kind of casual section not like the hardcore part of the, the section, yeah i wasn't or? in the cop or anything crazy like that there was definitely a little more casual fans up there and we were near the press boxes too so you know after it was all done we uh this we asked this one lady, just random lady, uh, to, ask, to take a picture of us just for the moment. And she realized we were Americans, and she's, uh, she turned out to be Rebecca Lowe's assistant. <laughs> and oh, she's nice. like, oh, do you want, she's uh, like, do you want to meet Lee Dixon and Peter Drury? It's like, uh, <laughs> yes, obviously we do. Yes, please. That would be amazing. <laughs> so we got like chatted with them for just like a, a couple minutes. <laughs> just like, you know they asked us like what we thought of the game and i'm like well i'm a little bummed out <laughs> like, i was really looking forward to seeing like a win here for the first time in 
I don't know, eight years. It's been a long time. Nine yeah, years, something like that. <laughs> and uh, but they were both great and like, you know, chat with us for a bit, gave us like their program and team sheet they used. And oh, that's, oh, really that's cool. cool. Yeah. And then, like, you know, they walked off and me and my cousin giggled like schoolgirls because we were <laughs> just like, oh my God, that just happened. <laughs> so cool. Yeah, it was, it was a great day. Other yeah. than tying, but yeah, it was a great day. Of all the of all the announcing teams, I think that I mean at least getting Lee, Lee Dixon is is pretty nice. Yeah, and Peter Jury's great too. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, well, I guess that that Liverpool game really is um, sadly becoming a trend. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I, I, it was the same thing. Yeah, I. I don't like when we start doing things multiple weeks. <laughs> it seems like it, um, and it's going in the wrong direction. You know, like winning multiple weeks, I'm all for. But this this sort of business where we, I, I, I think it is uh, been compared to cockiness. I don't know if that's true, but I've heard some some people say that that Arsenal got a little emotional, got a little. I fill in the blank. There's been a lot of excuses made for why Arsenal has been not exactly playing at their best through the entire game. But uh, what do you guys think? Uh, you know, Alex, after after seeing it in person in the Liverpool game, <laughs> did this did this feel like more of the same to you? I, just, I mean, it sure looked like it when I watched the West Ham game. It was like, yeah, that first thirty minutes. I mean, in the first ten minutes, we were already up two 0 and it was great. And uh, then, yeah, it's like complacency or get a little too casual or a little too comfortable uh just kind of like i saw yeah i saw a lot of that too like you know they're trying little flicks and trying to be too cute out there and i mean it was like almost the same exact timing too and then we like and they equalize in like the 53rd minute and we don't really do anything after that or we don't really like threaten a whole lot as much as we should and we definitely should just put the game away in the first half when we had the chance yeah, I mean, I wonder too how much we're missing Saliba. That's something that really jumps out to me as kind of a consistent thing from those last two games. That uh, we were unable to really defensively put it away, and it's it's I, I like holding. I'm not I'm not blaming holding for this, but I do believe he is. I I don't think it's unfair to say he's a little bit of a step down from Saliba at this point. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I gotta say he's, he's part of the problem, but, <laughs> mm -hmm. but it's, it's, it's a problem for the whole team. It is, it is, uh, a collective letdown, not just one individual that's causing, causing all the problems. Cause they, when you're two goals up and you know, they, they were playing confident. I will give them that they were playing with some flair. I like seeing it. I was hopeful we would see that through the rest of the game, but they kind of let, down as a team let themselves down as far as um playing as a as a whole defense like they need to play and that that is um they let west ham kind of build their confidence throughout the game and didn't really shut them down like they should and i think that is a a collective issue more than an individual one i mean do you think you know we're well and truly in this game uh do you do you think it's it's uh, more of a 
an issue with trying to shut the game down at 2-0 instead of trying to go for that third, trying to just keep on going with what's working. Because it, it does feel like we, we score that in both these games. We score that second goal, and then in a way, we just kind of feel content with our offensive side of things and really you're just trying to shut it down and we're just unable at this point to to sustain that or do you think if we would continue to attack continue to really push forward and play like we do in the first 30 minutes of these games we would have had a a different result i mean they definitely like take their foot off the gas like you can tell they just like we're not maybe like we're not pressing as hard but or something like that but definitely like it's not the same intensity and two, I mean, like it's always been said, like two knows the most dangerous score to be at. Yeah. And we've learned that pretty quickly the last two weeks in a row, unfortunately. So I think, yeah, it really just needs to be keep it up. Don't like, yeah, don't let that complacency like kind of creep in and just kind of keep. I mean, if you can get to three nil, then you don't really have to. Um, then you can maybe sit back and there's a little bit less pressure because once that one goal comes into two one, then you're really starting to stress out again. I mean, do you think we should just shoot for uh, the classic one nil to Arsenal, just score one goal and shut down? I, 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 say, I, don't, even, I don't know if that's any better. <laughs> that's almost equally as stressful, but at least you get two goals out of you know. Yeah, yeah. these are two pretty excellent goals. Um, and they coming were, so yeah. early in the game, I was just thinking, man, they're just going to coast. You know, it felt like they were really on top of them. Yeah, and if you listen to the commentary too, they, it, it, and just even re-watching the, the highlights and you listen to the commentary, I think everyone expected it to be a coast because those two goals were just so easy, I guess maybe the wrong word, but it's just so... Well worked. Yeah, and they yeah. just were really dominating and it was almost carbon copies of goals. It was just, uh, you know, going down the wing, beating your men and just making those runs. Ben White doing an excellent job on that first goal. Jesus scoring again, which is, I think, my big positive out of this game is Jesus is scoring and back to kind of the form he was before he got injured or even before, before he got injured. Uh, but uh, so I, I do think everyone is kind of expecting to coast through this game after those first two goals. Yeah, it was a great pass by Odegaard to set up Ben White, and that was an even better pass by Ben White, like inch perfect to Jesus. Love to see him just passing the ball into the net, basically. Yeah, Yeah. well, that's about the only way you can do it sometimes, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh As I was watching this game, I was watching with Jordo, and his his nickname for Ben White is one of my favorite nicknames (laughs) <laughs> nicknames ever which is uh benny blanco oh yeah i've heard that one <laughs> yeah they they looked so smooth and and it was you know looked like way more than west ham was able to handle the way that they were moving the ball so quickly i mean i think everybody's head was turning trying to figure out where they, they were going to go with it and uh you know when you have the players clicking like that you want to take advantage and press on, but you're, you're scoring too early. I mean, you score your first <laughs> two goals in, in the first 10 minutes. Like how do you sustain that for another 80 minutes? Like it's, it's impossible. Well, and we've been doing that a lot this season too, but we've, you know, conti- either continued to score or we've not let our foot off the gas like we have the past two weeks. So I wonder if it's just like a, a mental thing that's kind of creeping into the squad. I don't know if it's like the pressure 
they're feeling or if it's yeah if it's like you guys are saying the personnel changes withholding and i mean tyranny was on for this game too and he's not exactly zinchenko but yeah we should we he's should still a good player tyranny. that was yeah. i love the kid i think he's, I he's great at, def- at at the defensive side of things but right. he is not a like for like replacement no matter where he shows up on the field that is it is a different look for for the team and he looked a little lost in this game did anybody else notice that i mean i felt like it was he was kind of looking around and players are trying to shuffle him into position and I, it <laughs> seemed like he was off off of his um his normal level but i guess that's to be expected he he doesn't play the same sort of game as in Chico. yeah yeah I mean, I also wonder how much of him not being a regular starter anymore, really losing his starting position has affected kind of both his confidence and maybe his, uh, I don't know, commitment. <laughs> yeah. I, it's not, I don't think it's for lack of trying. Like he's certainly looking like he wants to get into games and, and when he has his moments, he looks good. But it's just when he's really trying to be a player that he's not and that that's what's being asked of him at, at, at times it's you could just tell it's just not him and that's okay but i really wish we were able to tweak the tactics a little bit more to his style than having to force him to play out of his comfort zone well, how much of that then falls on arteta from trying to run a, a square peg into a round hole as opposed to actually trying to kind of change the formation a little bit so that it, he fits in better yeah, I mean, that's a good point. I think Arteta is, he doesn't like to change too much. He's being forced to change a lot. And, you know, when uh, when Zinchenko ends up coming up with an injury in this uh, before this game, I think he, it, I don't know when it happened in the week. I didn't hear too much about it before the game. So um, it may have been a, a last minute sort of situation, but uh the tactics are kind of already drawn up and you're just kind of squeezing in the players you have available to you. I think that's a lot different than when you have like a week to plan for it. Um, but I like to see, I, I, you know, I think this is part of that rebuild that you need players that fit I mean, what you're trying to do. I mean, I, 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 I hate to put this specter in the air, but are either of you feeling a little bit of flashbacks from last year at this point? I mean, we definitely dropped off the end of last year, and that was because of injuries, right? For sure mm-hmm. was. Um, and I mean, like what you're saying about holding, you could, there's a difference between who our starter is and how we play with our starting eleven, which we I think we've got some of the most one of the more consistent starting elevens in the Premier League this year compared to anybody else. Because we just kind of like our depth is just not on the same. Like our next. Uh, players up in those positions just aren't on the same level. Like Rob Holding isn't as calm on the ball as Saliba is and definitely not as assured. And, and maybe as just like Saliba just oozes confidence at the back whenever he has the ball and can just take a step past a player and play a ball. And Rob Holding, I mean, especially in the West Ham game, seemed to kick the ball away like quite a bit mm-hmm. more than maybe we're used to watching this season. And Tierney just doesn't slot into the midfield like Zinchenko does. So and yeah, he's just not that kind of player. He's more of like sit back, defend and be a winger in some ways. So I think it's, and Tommy Asu can't 
come in because he's hurt. Otherwise, maybe we'd look even a little different at the back. Yeah, I think we're when you lose Zinchenko, it definitely changes how you have to play. And if if you don't have that extra outlet, it really affects the way we play out of the back. I mean, Tierney sets up in, in the same positions, but he doesn't really carry the ball forward. I mean, to think of him as a ball-carrying fullback is, is kind of laughable. That's not really his thing. I think he, he can move the ball around, but he's not he's not necessarily the same level of passer that, that Zinchenko is either. So you're missing out on some things that help keep this team ticking in the right direction. And I'm I'm not putting any any uh, undue pressure on on Tierney in this game. He came in and did what he had to do when there was an injury, and that's exactly what we would expect. But it just looked like there was a, a, a little bit of a gap there, and that's that's tough to see because it was like a season ago. Tierney was one of the best players we had. I think he was maybe one of the more consistent players we had. Uh, so it's tough to tough to see it kind of the the culture and team tactics change around him and him not really fitting in as well as he once did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, and I, but I do think if we had tooled the team in a different way, he would still be one of our best and starting players. It's just, we, we have usually access to Zinchenko who has been a revelation. I knew, like, you know, I knew his name before he was, you know, playing for Arsenal. I knew he was a decent player, but really watching him game in and game out, you really see that he's kind of two players in one, which you don't get that often that he is a defensive player. Although he was responsible for the, uh, the second uh, goal at Liverpool. Uh, but uh, he also plays and really fits into the offense really well. And you don't, you just don't get that very often. So, but I mean, I think at the end of the day, this is the, difference between arsenal and city and you know when the end of the season comes and you know the results don't go the way we want them to we can point to the depth as being the biggest issue between the two teams that you know city has could field a whole second team that would do pretty well of their bench players whereas arsenal you get really steep drop-offs you know underneath party you have a steep drop off. You have a steep drop off, obviously, in some of the, the the center back positions throughout the field. Striker, I think, is a very steep steep drop off. And hopefully, with a few more additions, we can stop having those drop offs and kind of weather the storm. We're just really praying that the, our, our 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 team, our boys there, can limp through the rest of the season and try and put some results back together. Yeah. Um I it, it's crazy to think that this this game for Arsenal was done so early. I I was surprised that it fell off the way it did, but West we got we got to acknowledge West Ham definitely turned things up and Arsenal mm-hmm. let them into this game a little bit. Uh by about the 30th minute, I think is when they ended up scoring their first goal. But really from about the 15 minute, 15th minute, you know, there's a 15 minute chunk there where Arsenal kind of sat back a little bit too much and, and you could see West Ham was continually putting pressure on and starting to get some shots on goal. And the, the first goal came from I, that casualness we were kind of talking about where party 
is a little too slow on the ball. And I think he was, he had a little bit of a rough day himself. There were multiple times once um, kind of Arsenal lost their momentum where Arteta's yelling from the sidelines, like you guys got to pick up the space. You got to pass a little faster. And, and party in particular seemed like he was a little slow on the ball on multiple occasions. And in this one, he had to ended up paying the price for it. Um, it, it was, it was a tough one to watch, but West Ham just out, out uh outworked arsenal basically i don't what did what did you guys think of of that that first goal uh tim did you did you feel like that was <laughs> what, what 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 happened there and it was the uh the the penalty right yeah yeah i mean it's a penalty right like i i yeah. <laughs> I, I i i try Try, especially when I'm doing the podcast, to take off my Arsenal glasses because at the time I just was mad, and I don't know if I was mad at holding or if I thought it really wasn't a penalty. But uh, you, you're going to get that called on you on the box all the time. I think sometimes we don't get those calls for us, but that's just probably my selective memory uh, going. And it's just you know, again, it's uh, you when you let players in the box and you kind of dive in recklessly that's what's what happens and boom penalty boom there you go yeah and i mean rice kind of, i mean so yeah party tries to like flick it around over rice and then it looks like it kind of hits him in the hand i mean there's oh, like yeah. sort of a maybe a you could look at it but it's it could be soft i mean we I mean, we can't really complain. We got a penalty later, which we'll get to, I guess. But oh, uh, yeah, I almost forgot. I know that. I had to write it in because I forgot. I was trying to think about <laughs> it. <laughs> but yeah, Gabriel comes flying in, and he tries to kind of like duck out of it, but he gets Paquetta's is Paquetta. Yeah, I think is his heels like with his knees as he's trying to like kind of slide and turn. And I mean, if he doesn't do that, it looks like Paquetta gets a bad touch and it goes right to holding, but. Yeah, just kind of, um, you know, they kind of lost their uh, composure, and uh, and parties, you know, complaining the whole time and not working back because he's calling for a handball and it's really just holding Gabriel. But yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it, it is an interesting thing the uh, the 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 callback because we have seen it called against Arsenal where they'll take back a goal for something that happened. I, what was it like thirty seconds later? Yeah, <laughs> and. Uh, it seems it seems like that's inconsistent. You can't complain about the original penalty, I guess. But I, I don't know. I, again, I think that's maybe sour grapes and shouldn't dwell on it too much. But yeah, refereeing has been pretty bad all season for everybody. So yeah, I mean, from what I understand, Brighton is extremely <laughs> well. Upset yeah, about a little, some, some little more than others. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then uh, I forget which sequence this happened in. I again. Should take better notes, but uh, did our penalty come in after that, or was a uh, our penalty yeah, that one after yeah, the second? That goal? one came in the second half. Um, yeah, it was like early second half, I think, roughly, because their yeah. goal comes right after our 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 PK miss. Yeah, yeah. So <sighs> we got the uh, their penalty is at the thirty third. Uh, then Saka's penalty is in the forty ninth. Yeah, and I think our. Penalty shout comes off of like gets deflected off the box. Martinelli tries to volley it back in towards goal, and it goes off Mikel Antonio's hand or something like that. Yeah, it's just it's a kind of a soft penalty, sort of. 
because it's like so close but i mean not gonna not gonna complain about getting a penalty call yeah i mean i i think that's the uh the thing is is yeah i i thought it was soft at the time but it it gets called and you know i'm gonna take the penalty and I mean, I'm not i really <laughs> it was interesting though if i remember correctly jesus is the one that had the ball originally and then he handed it off to Sokka. um trying to think well i know it. and so that um what happens there they uh it bounces out and i can't I th- i'm pretty sure yeah martinelli like wheels around for a Oh, you mean the penalty itself? Yeah, Gabriel's. Yeah, yeah. Jesus is holding on to the ball the whole time, trying to like because everyone's like you know trying to pressure him and ice him and whatnot. Yeah, um, I've seen players do it, and I, yeah, I, I just, figured Saka would take it, but I, could, I had a weird feeling about it when he when he set it down. And I mean, do do you think uh, are are you happy with Saka being our penalty taker or do you think uh, we should uh, mix it up a little bit? Have Jesus try a couple. I mean, I know Jesus's record is not the best for a striker. Um, and I mean, that's the first one Saka's missed since the Euros and he's taken five or six. So unfortunately it just had to be one that could have really mattered and secured some points for us, unfortunately, but I, that was, it was not a good, it was pretty mm. it wasn't good but i still think i mean I, okay if we want to talk about him in general i think he did not have a good game i thought he should have gotten subbed off um, oh really yeah he was not playing well and he played the full 90 i i would have i would have rather uh arteta kept jesus on at least uh because he was probably our best player well, I think the one of the issues with Jesus is they're trying to 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 limit right. his his minutes because of coming off of an injury. So I think, and especially with the run in, they want him to be healthy as long as possible. Uh, what, what, what were your, when you say uh, sock was off, what, was he slow? Did you find him slow? Did you, did you find his touch off? Well, or? there's this one instance where uh, he he gets the ball in our half and he breaks into he goes on a breakaway and it's three v two. Uh, it's like him, Odegaard, and Martinelli, like coming down on goal. Um, and he just—I don't know if he's just tired or what, but like he, has, like he could make a pass, but then that moment passes, and I've seen him cut to the near post before, but he doesn't do that. He just kind of like shuffles his way inside and takes that really tame shot right at Fabianski. And I mean that—that's not like what we're used to seeing all season, so. And there was a couple other instances where he just looked off, and we we were giving away, we were playing balls out of like out of touch, and just not looking like our normal selves in general. But I think he definitely had an off game. I mean, it, it kind of begs the question. We kind of briefly touched on it. Is is the pressure getting to us at this point? Do you really feel that these these players are starting to feel the weight of a, a title chase? And a lot of them, there is some you know players that have been in involved uh specifically in a title chase jj's and zinchenko but we have a lot of players that still even after last season it's a very different kind of a pressure do you think they're 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 feeling it a little yeah i mean i would assume so i i hope that's not not it you know but how do you how do you teach a team to get over that you know they've they've had they've had 
tough times. They've they've not gotten a lot of experience in overcoming those tough times yet. So I don't know how many times you have to go through the tough times before you figure out how to overcome them, or if it's just a lucky thing and then you have the mental strength to do it again. But well, as it's a young all new team, for too. yeah, as a young team, they that's don't true. have a lot to lean on. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and it's something to forget that. I mean, I guess Arteta has some experience coaching a team that's uh, in the title race, but it, as a player, you for, I mean, you don't forget, but he, you know, played for Everton, which was successful when he was playing for him, but you know, wasn't winning any titles. And, you know, his, the team he played for, for Arsenal wasn't winning the title. So he, as you know, you said, Alex, he's, he's new to it too. And there's, there's a, a lot of pressures and a lot of eyes on him right now. And in some ways unexpected, because, you know, this year we weren't really supposed to be fighting for the title. Yeah. I mean, I saw even like tier and like, other like Ian Wright and Thierry Henry have been coming out, and I mean, I think Henry said today that they look like they're emotional, like um, mm-hmm. like they're they can getting too emotional about it. They need to kind of cut, like, not cut that out, but you know, take a step back and do the work, keep like the emotion out of it, and just like play their game. So I think if they do that, I think if they do that, then they can get back to you know winning ways and. I mean, that's why, like you said, Zinchenko and Jesus are there. They're the ones that can kind of tell those guys what it's like to be in this situation. It's got to be a fine line, though, between cutting out some of the emotion, but I think also emotion plays a large part in rising to the occasion. It's a, it's got to be such a fine line that I, I, I can't imagine trying to to find that right level on the dial, you know? Well, this week is going to prove a challenge. Uh, yes, <laughs> for, for any talking about Southampton. Well, there. for any team that is coming off of two draws, dropping four points from your lead, uh, going into a game against a team you should beat, but is also fighting to get out of relegation. Um. They may not be successful in that, but they're gonna they're gonna fight. They're gonna fight yeah. as as hard as they can. I'm sure. Um, I don't think on paper this should be any sort of issue for Arsenal, right? But for some reason, this is like screaming trap game. Like, and I hate I hate that. It, it, if the last couple of weeks hadn't gone the way they had, I, this would be an easy write it in with pen as a win. But this is. This is a, a pencil moment where we, we we can't really say for sure. <laughs> well, and like you would have assumed West Ham would have been like, you know, the same thing, right? Because they're 16th, 17th, they're right down there too. Right. So, yeah, it's the same feelings kind of going into it as last week, unfortunately. Yeah, I, I mean, I think with West Ham, we were thinking that point with uh, Liverpool, even with the manor, was like, it was, you know, you know, it wasn't, the end of the world, but uh, when you're coming into the Southampton game with the two previous games, there's a lot more pressure now because that cushion is gone. We have no cushion anymore. And these games just start, it, it, you you start to get that fear in the back of your mind. And if I, as a fan, am having <laughs> that fear, I can only imagine how the players yep. are feeling about yep. that. And, you know, 
I think in some ways we talk about what going through last year is a positive that they learn were hopefully learning from that. But it could also be a little bit of weight on the mind of these players that are like, wait a second, we did this last year, we know what's happening, and it it it, it could actually start playing on their minds more. So yeah, I mean on paper, this should be an easy game. It should be a very straightforward game. I mean, I've watched Southampton. They're garbage. Like, I don't mean to... I'm sorry if there's Southampton players or fans listening into this. Uh, I think you'd probably be the first to admit. But that doesn't mean Arsenal doesn't get in their heads. And I think that's... If Arsenal doesn't get full points out of that, that's what it is. It isn't a, a quality issue. It is a uh, a mentality issue. Yeah, and the scary thing is now it, this becomes a must-win game in so many ways. You can't continue to drop points, obviously, but also you can't go into Man City on a slide. Like you, you're going right. Friday. You're playing Friday, um, so you're you're going to set the tone for the weekend. You need to have a win to put the pressure back on Man City. I believe they're playing. This weekend as well, right? Yeah, they're What's playing FA game? Cup game against Sheffield United, though. Uh, yeah, so we have a, so we don't get to pile so, the pressure on as much as you might no, like. And they're gonna crush Sheffield with their B team, I'm sure. So yeah, yeah. but but I mean, I, I I think the 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 mental side of that though is like I always like points in hand over uh, or games in hand, mm-hmm. and so if we can get these points, it does put a little bit of a. A, a more pressure on city i think than us it's just we have to do the job it will be nice that they did there isn't a i don't think the the players have to worry about what man city does over the weekend the, the how they do in the fa cup is fairly irrelevant to all of us at this point yeah if you go into that that city game with a um a strong lead and then you win that it it that mentally is going to be more challenging for man city than for us. Even if they have games in hand, I think that means they have to, they have to go out and win and they're going to feel that every time. Yeah. I think they need to make this a statement game, come Mm -hmm. out and really have a result. And what would be really nice is getting a clean sheet since I think it's been a few weeks since we got one. I'm sure Aaron Ramsdale is more than ready to not get scored on again. Yeah. A clean sheet, uh, get a couple other players in the goals would be nice too. You know, keep Jesus' streak going. Uh, you know, keep uh, soccer to score again would be nice. Yeah, but it, you know, we can, we can't take this game for granted at all. Uh, I, you know, I'm I'm back to uh, worrying and fretting, and <laughs> I, I yeah, I'm going to be watching the game live, and I'm yeah, nervous, very. Um, I don't really know how I'm going to watch, watch that game yet, but, uh, whatever it is, it's going to be rough. Uh, you should, uh, come up to uh, menace brewing. I'll, uh, be there, uh, watching the game live. I want, I want to do that. I need to leave my duties behind. Forget, <laughs> forget being a parent. <laughs> forget everything. Well, Just leave some food on the ground. You come back in a couple hours. They'll be all right. Yeah. Let's turn the TV on. They probably wouldn't even notice I was gone. (laughs) (laughs) We're kid friendly. You could just make it a family outing. There we go. Yeah. I like this idea. Yeah. (laughs) Plenty of soda to get them wired up. (laughs) They'd never sleep again. Uh, All right. Any more thoughts on Southampton and, and, and city? 
I mean, I, I have lots to talk about city. Yeah. <laughs> this I, is your I'm chance. I mean, we can say that this this is the last chance we're going to get to talk about them uh, until after the city. game. Yeah, I mean, th- this city game I've had circled on my calendar and memorized the date and time for the last month. I, I, I do think it's rare in the EPL where you have a game that really is a single one-off title decider. And I think this is as close as you get to it in the Premier League. I think it's a game that if if we are going to be winning the title, we have to not only just draw it, we have to win this game. We It, it is... It is what it is. I think we've, you know, we've run out of cushion room. We we just have to get those three points. It's a it would be a statement game. That being said, I'm not super confident that we we can. <laughs> I don't mean to be a jerk about it, but that's just kind of where my feelings are. I'm, I'm looking at that city. I watched the city Bayern game today, and even though it was a one one draw, City really just uh, kind of dominated that game defensively and that's worrisome for me that if city wants to they can just shut us down yeah and and if if we were at full strength if we could get saliba back in any form well maybe not in any form but close to his his (laughs) normal form um i would uh i'd feel much better about it but at this moment with a couple couple missing players. I I think Zinchenko will be back. I don't I'm not super worried about his injury, but th- we we've seen that Saliba's been a big miss and I'm not super worried about missing him for Southampton. Obviously, uh Holding can should be able to handle that. Uh but if they're if they're trying to keep Saliba back for City, I'm a little concerned about him being in form and you know that that is a, a bit of an absence to to come back from and just be right back where you left off. So I don't know if City's necessarily the place you want to try to find your game again. Yeah, and the last time holding went up against Holland, it did not go well. <laughs> I think he got subbed <laughs> well, at halftime, I mean, and then Saliba played really well against him for the next half. Was it like the FA Cup game we played or something like that? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, Saliba is going to be the... Unfortunately, the missing, I think maybe the missing piece from the City game, I don't think they're going to, well, I mean, yeah, like you said, if they rush him back, what kind of form is he really going to be in? Yeah, and it's, uh, I mean, right now, I, I don't fancy anyone in the world playing against Holland the way God, he's been playing this season. Robot. And it's, he's, he's, he's dangerous. And the other thing that I'm not excited about is Grealish really seems to be hitting his form and hitting his stride. And so there's just so many threats on that team. Uh, I want to be positive. (laughs) I'm going (laughs) to try and be positive, but it's a, it's, it's going to be a difficult task, but I mean, if we pull it off, it's a, it, it definitely is a statement. And I think to really have, to win the title and not beat Man City out of three games, I think would, I mean, it's still the title and everything, but I think it's a, it would be much better if we could at least get a, a victory over City. Uh, I'm trying to dream of dream of that and, and <laughs> imagine that moment, but it's it's a challenge. It's a challenge to even think about. It, it. is a challenge. I mean, I literally just in the last couple of weeks have had talked myself out of 
discounting this as a title race and you know letting myself daydream every once in a while that we won the title and then these last two games happened and i'm like this is what happens when i hope don't get your upset just go back <laughs> should just go back to pessimism yeah bring back the last 19 years <laughs> <laughs> this is a happy yeah, episode well, it could be happier next week who knows yeah. I forgot they moved that Chelsea game. So we have such a weird schedule. We play a Friday, a Wednesday, and then a Tuesday. That is, that uh, is weird. Yeah, I forgot about that yeah, Chelsea that game. Unfortunate. Yeah. It's a, I mean, the, I mean, we're skipping ahead. The nice thing about that Chelsea game is Chelsea looks like, if you want to talk about teams that look like <laughs> a straight dumpster fire. I, I, I was joking, I think, with you, yeah. Alex, at the bar, uh, that uh, I could see Chelsea not winning another game. This <laughs> yeah, we season. were looking at their schedule, and it's like, well, they've got Forrest and they've got uh, Bournemouth. And the rest of the teams, I don't think they can beat. <laughs> <laughs> Tuesday, man. Tuesdays suck. That's not going to be good for watching games. Oh, well. Yeah. Well, it's messing a lot of people up. That's the screen part. All those people who had tickets to go yeah. to that game. Yeah, reg- exactly. The original date. And now... And from what I understand, when I was reading it, it was a very like kind of BS excuse that they'd already scheduled it and okayed it with the police, and then the police decided that it wasn't okay. Yeah, something to do with like a coronation or something, some royal thing, I think, unfortunately, uh, which seemed to have screwed up many games this season. <laughs> not worth it. <laughs> yeah, no. Don't have royals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not worth it. <laughs> the rest of the world is yeah. watching. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, unless you guys want to talk about our worries a bit more, uh, I think we should probably <laughs> call it there and uh, see what actually happens because uh, it's uh, it's it's going to be reality here shortly. We we've been looking forward to this bit, or I don't know if looking forward is the right word, but you know, <laughs> anticipating this game uh, for so long. It's by this time next week we'll know our fate. So I'm, I'm looking forward to knowing one way or the other, but yeah. Cautious, cautiously optimistic, but I've been hurt before. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <gosh>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it, let's, let's, let's say we lose this game. Mm-hmm. Are we Is done? Southampton game? No. I mean, if we lose both these games, we're definitely done. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. It, but the city game. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I think we are. I think uh, it, the way City's playing right now, they're not going to be dropping any points elsewhere. They don't. They don't have really? too many tough games left either. They've got. Okay, I lied. They don't really have any tough games left. <laughs> they yeah. play like Fulham, West Ham, Leeds, Everton, Chelsea, and then Brentford, and us. Yeah. Oh, and, and Brighton. That could be the one. What? Yeah. <laughs> Come yeah. on, Brighton. Uh, uh, the, I mean, the, the positive is that they do have, you know, a distraction with the Champions League. And I think really, if you would talk to a City fan, they'd trade this league title away for a, a, a Champions League title in a heartbeat. That can be arranged. <laughs> yeah, I know. Or we yeah, might take that deal. Yeah. Anytime. <laughs> it's not going to be an easy and, matchup with Madrid either. Exactly. Yeah. No. So... Hopefully they get their heads turned a little bit. I was really hoping Bayern would do a better job of turning their heads, but yeah, that didn't didn't happen. Well, they're having their own issues. Yeah, 
Don't get me started on <laughs> Bayern and what they're doing with their life right now. But, you know, we, we uh, knocked Chelsea, but wouldn't it be funny if they just, the, the sleeping giant decided to wake up right before the end of the season? For that just one game only. Cheeky, cheeky points away from City. Yeah. Pulsicatric and Mud- Mudrick finally, you know, decides to play and score a goal. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> the script writers would be working uh, overtime for that one. Oh yeah. Now what's gonna happen though, sorry, is that uh, he's gonna wake up for the Arsenal game <sighs> and uh Chelsea's gonna surprise me yeah. this. <laughs> I love Just the Arsenal. That thought went through my mind too. I was like, God, they <laughs> the Arsenal pessimism is back. The, opti- the optimism has gone yes. out the window. It's what, it's what kept us going for the past 19 years. <laughs> it feels like yeah. a warm blanket. We're just right yeah. back where we left off. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. Uh, so, looking forward to this. Uh, this next week <laughs> should be fun. <laughs> It'll be eventful. Um, all right. Well, I think we should call it there. I, I've enjoyed our time with Alex this week. Thank you so much for telling us your, your stories of your travels and, and coming back on the, the show. Thanks for having me. Uh, so those of you who have stuck with us through the, this whole episode, thank you so much for listening this week. Uh, review and subscribe wherever you're picking up the podcast. And uh, if you'd like to interact with us, there's a few ways to do it. Twitter is at WFN London. Email us at westofnorthlondon at gmail.com. Uh, you can join our Discord by clicking the link in the show notes. We'd love to have you over there. And uh, if you like our theme song, go check out Bobcat. Their uh, website is bobc.at. You can find all their information there. And that is it for us this week. So as always, see you at the next gun show. <laughs>